Maybe Duan can just share a bit what happened about two and a half years ago in April 2016. Morning, everyone. Um, I'll maybe go back a little bit earlier before then and start roughly about this time, 2015, when my wife was uh, quite pregnant with the two of them. Um, she lost a bit of an amniotic fluid, and uh, supposedly that's something which you don't easily recover from. But God was good and... Uh, the amniotic sac sealed, and the two of them were okay. Um, and in April, I think it was the 7th, 2016, uh, in a bit of a Russian emergency, the two of them were born. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Kian was lying on top of Zoe, and she had some challenges. The, the feet and the knees and the hips were all out of joint. And uh, you won't say it today, um, but it was quite a traumatic experience to get there and to see her with her feet next to her ears when she was born. Um, but God is good. And I think what we really wanted to say this morning is thank you very much for all your prayer and your intercession. Zoe's been through a couple of ops. And just Tuesday, the cast was removed. She was in a full-body cast almost from just under the, uh, from her chest under her arms right to her feet and uh, as you can see, see she's happy and sparkling and she was enjoying the worship this morning you might have heard her singing along praise the lord we're eternally grateful for all your support and your prayer although this is probably the first time for most of you seeing us and zoe and we just wanted to say thank you and thank you lord for all your blessings and all your I, I just want to share, so it was, uh, she was, they were born in April, 10 weeks prem, two and a half years ago or so. And uh, we were up on the way to Bloemfontein. We came back and the next Sunday or a Sunday later, I was sitting right in the back there. And uh, obviously, during the worship, I was praying for her and for the situation because it was all very new and very hard and very difficult. And... Uh, as I was sort of talking to the Lord, he, he challenged me with my attitude, whether I was going to succumb to the situation that she was going to be uh, hurt and messed up for life or whether he was able to do something. And uh, I said, well, I will trust you, Lord. And uh, he said, so what are you going to do about it? So I said, what can I do about it? I have to stand in faith. So I said, Lord, I will go and buy a pair of spikes, running shoes. She still doesn't walk. But I went and the smallest pair I could find was, she probably still 10 years from wearing them. But uh, they blood red and I took them up and wrapped them as a present when we first went to see them. So as we stand in faith today, we just want to say thank you for your prayers. I know Anne and Margaret and some others regularly ask me, how is Zoe, how is Zoe, how is Zoe? She has come a long way by the grace of God, but we know that God can use the medical route and several surgeries. The next is now the knees and then the ankles and the feet and so on. But God can also touch her and make that unnecessary and reveal his glory. And we know we have no rights, but we come to a father. We've heard in the last number of weeks with children. And we're just besieging our father in heaven to... 
reveal his glory and, and, and touch her. So we request your prayers. And thank you very much for those who have prayed so. If I can just ask a few people just to come forward. Let's just pray for Zoe. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the miracle of birth. The miracle of life. And we thank you for this little Zoe. We thank you for what she's been through. We thank you, Lord, you have been there. That she is fearfully and wonderfully made. And we ask, Lord, for your continued work in her, in, her, in her body. That in a few years' time, she will put on those spikes, those red running spikes. And she will be running fast. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful child. Thank you, Lord. The favor of God resting upon you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I'm not sure, Trenty, are you 18, 19, 19 years ago, uh, it's just wonderful to have the Cairns family with us, it's just so beautiful, you have a real special place in, in our heart in the Blackman family and the family of Sarepta. Nineteen years ago, we went to pray with, with Trenty and, and Shendi. I'm not going to steal the story, but we've got a, a video which uh, Trenty did a year ago. He's just finished matric. He was at Thomas More and he, he did wonderfully. He walked away with all the awards. What an amazing journey it's been. And if you want to know what it looks like to love God, look no far further than Trenty. Because he has been given a big heart. God has given a big heart. A heart of love for, for God and for everybody. When I went and chatted with him in the week and we were chatting about school and his next year, and one of the things he said he was going to be doing, he was going to be praying for all the old boys. That's, a, that's his heart. His heart is to pray. So if you want your prayers to be answered, ask Trenty to come and pray for you. Because of his heart. So I'm going to ask uh, Trenty if you can, come, you can come to the front with me here. And then I'm going to ask Greg to play the, the clip. Hi, my name is Trenty Burlington. I'm here to show you a little part of what God has God has done in my life. I was born on the 29th of July, 1999, in Petermansburg. When I was born, my mom and I both nearly died. The American court was about twice around my neck, and I nearly died. The doctor said, I won't make it until lunchtime, and if I did, I'll be deaf, mute, blind, and lame. There seems to be no hope.
And the word says that what the Lord has, has begun in us, he will bring to conclusion. And that applies also to Jockey's um, granddaughter. Father, we just lay our hands on, on Trenchy. We just glorify what you've done through him and in him. We thank you, Lord, for his, his folks, what they've done for him and, and carried him and helped him. But right now, Lord, we speak, we speak over his life, completeness and fullness and wholeness in Jesus' name. By the power of your love and your compassion, Lord Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, that you would bring this, this life into that fullness that you have for him. And, Father, as he goes to Hatfield, I just pray and speak blessing on him and transformation and the wonders of all that that, in, that, that institution is, has been doing over the years. We just thank you, Jesus. Bless him. Bless the family in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, yeah, Jesus, we thank you so much for, um, for Trenty and uh, the way that you've risen him up. Um, yeah, God, we thank you for your hand on his life. Uh, I see Trenty and um, I know that uh, God is real when I see Trenty and his life. So, God, I thank you for his testimony. I thank you that it draws people to you. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That there's so much purpose in everything that Trenty's had to walk through. There's so much purpose. And I thank you for the many people that will come to you. Um, thank you for the people who have come to you through Trent. And I thank you for uh, the many, many people that will come to you through Trent and his story. Thanks, God. The scripture I have is, when I am weak, then he is strong. Just the, the word I see in you, Trent, is that you, you glorify God in everything that you do. You're glorifying God. And his heart is just so directed towards you because of that. Um, I just want to say that um, I have had the privilege of um, seeing Trent almost every day when he was at school. And I must say, what I've witnessed with Trent is amazing um, as a young man. You know, he's got all kinds of influences in the school environment. But when you walk up to Trent, the first word is, God bless you, say, how are you doing today? Even after lesson, he'd go up to his teacher, you tell them, God bless you, thank you for the lesson. I must say he has been such an influential young man to his peers, and I must say that they're going to miss him terribly. The headmaster said the other day that um, it's 10 past 7, Trent is at school. And he would say to the headmaster, God bless you, good morning. And he said in the staff room, we are going to miss Trent. We are going to miss that influence that he had. Um, Trent, um, we wish you all the best, and may God bless you. And... The story of Trent is a story of hope. When the medical practitioners had given hope, when all else had failed, but God came through for Trent. It gives us hope. Whatever situations we might have in life, God is alive. He will do it for us as well as he has done it for Trent. We thank God for Trent. He is such a blessing, such a... 
young man that if you walk up to I know where wherever he's gonna go, Jesus is gonna shine through him. Yes, Trent is what you see on trend is what you get. Yeah. He doesn't change, he's always smiling. Yeah. You ever think whether he, if he ever gets sad, but he's what he is. God bless you. Thank you all. God is good. All the time. Yeah, God is good. All the time is the response. The Anglicans amongst us know that. Let's do it again. God is good. Amen. Even in the adversities and the trials and tribulations, God is good. His nature never changes. And His goodness is shown to us at the table. I'm going to ask Greg to come and lead us to the table. Good morning. What I want to do to lead us to the table today is just to read to you a psalm uh, from the Passion Version. And because it's different to the versions that we've got, just, uh, I'll just read it to you and you can, you can follow. Uh, it's a psalm that David wrote after he had seduced the wife of his most loyal soldier and then had him killed to try to keep her pregnancy a secret, which is Bathsheba. The sin with Bathsheba brought great disgrace to David, yet he finds complete forgiveness in God's mercy. Paul chose the first two verses of Psalm 32 to support the important doctrine of salvation by grace through faith. This was St. Augustine's favorite psalm, and he had it written on the wall near his bed before he died so he could meditate on it. And the psalmist got three of these pauses, which in the Passion Translation, they just say, pause in his presence. So let me read this to you. How happy and fulfilled are those whose rebellion has been forgiven, those whose sins are covered by blood. How blessed and relieved are those who have confessed their corruption to God. For he wipes their sadness. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your love. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come along with me. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, His wraparound love will surround you. So celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is His. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please Him. So we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We thank you for Jesus. And as we come to the table of forgiveness here today, we thank you for your forgiveness made available to us so freely and yet so costly. 
And we just celebrate in that today, Lord. And we take that with us into the world. Amen. If the home group could come forward, please. And, and please come forward and receive. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. God's plan and purpose for each of us is that we be conformed into the image and he uses everything for his glory. Even heartache and pain and, and suffering. All of our tragedies, sorrows and iniquities, iniquities should ultimately lift our gaze to the day when the sinful difficulties of life will be taken away. And the formative tensions of life will only and fully point us towards the goodness and glory of Jesus. In other words, we should not long for the day when our craving for meaning, we should long for the day when our craving for meaning will be fully and finally satisfied in God himself. Are you today fully and completely satisfied in God himself. I think that was probably John Piper. Because that's usually his language. That we will be completely and utterly satisfied in him. And so God is a good God. And at this time, of, at Christmas time, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate Emmanuel. We celebrate the king of the universe coming from, from heaven and coming on earth and being born as a baby. Being vulnerable. Being completely dependent. And he came to save us because he saw our plight. We needed a savior. And so all we can do to that today and, the, and over this Christmas period is we can give thanks. We can give thanks to, to the Lord for what he has done. So let's close this prayer, this meeting now. And let's just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for the testimonies and stories we've heard today. We thank you for your goodness and faithfulness. As we started off the service, your steadfastness is, is always there for us. Your mercy is there every single day, every day. That's because we need your mercy. And so we thank you for your goodness. And I pray for a blessing on this community as we, as we go and and celebrate Christmas and family come and we go and some people travel and Christina goes to England uh, this afternoon. And so we bless Christina in her journey. And we bless those. Alex arrived yesterday and, and all the people traveling. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege. We are a privileged people. But most of all, we want to thank you for Jesus. Because Jesus came that we might have life. Amen.